3: Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy right here on Blog Talk Radio.
1: In the small hollow in North Carolina, there have been several Bigfoot sightings skirting fields and meadows and even attacking chickens at a local watering hole.
3: Thunder's he may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week.
1: Up until Sunday night, he hadn't been spotted recently, but according to these pictures, the legendary Mothman is back. The number
2: of UFO sightings is soaring
1: tenfold over the past 25 years. Now, she's not talking about people. She is talking about ghosts. Hanging around what some say is a real-life haunted house.
3: You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com. Paratalk Radio is your one-stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. We cover topics such as ghosts, Hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and more.
1: Paratalk Radio is a product of the Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators. You can join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. We are a part of AHAM Radio Network and blogtalkradio.com. Live video streaming can be seen on Facebook at facebook.com backslash paratalkradio and periscope.tv.
2: To contact us, email paratalkradiohost at gmail.com or search on the web for Paratalk Radio. Paratalk Radio is recorded live at J. Wolf Productions in Ontario, New York. Engineered by John Winter, we are Rochester, New York's only Paranormal Talk Radio show.
3: The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Some of the language on our show may not be suitable for listeners under 16. And now, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy.
1: Hi, everybody!
3: Hello everyone. <laughs> How is everybody
1: doing? I had to move my mic. I think yeah, something well, else know, was trying to talk. Tonight.
2: Something. I'm not sure what I it was. I was wondering but... if
1: John set the mics there. Well,
2: maybe. You know, maybe. Maybe he. Maybe it he was looking high for. You power know,
1: for me today. I feel uh, short today. Maybe.
2: Why you're in a high chair? I don't Get know. It? You're a in a high, high chair. chair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, whatever. Oh, Lord, have
1: mercy. <laughs>
2: okay, so, you, well, I, since you don't have that up, I'm going to say hi to Eric, Han, Han, the, I know. Eric Harrison. Um, he said, hi. hey, it's Blonde Talk Radio time. It's blonde working.
1: Talk Radio. Uh, Hello, Sheila. is acting a fool.
2: <laughs> Hello, Robert from Australia. Hello, Welcome Robert. Welcome aboard, Robert. And um, we are, um, what's this? He says, which, which would those be, Cindy.
1: <laughs> okay, so, you, you okay got, so Here's my Halloween shirt so for today. This is your
2: Halloween shirt. Okay, what does it say now? It says, "Where my witch is at." Where my witch is at. Where my at. Instead
1: okay. of where
2: my bitch is at. I get it. I get, get it. it. I get, get, it. It. I yeah. get it. So yeah. I'm excited about tonight's show, <laughs> this program tonight. It's just yes, you I, are. I have been like waiting for this, and um I don't know how. I'm just so excited. Um, I
4: know. I'm so excited!
3: Oh Lord! And I
4: just can't, just can't hide it!
3: Oh Lord! Sorry, shut I'm up! I'm about to
1: lose control and My my friends like from
3: it. War Dragons are probably watching and they're going, What the hell have I gotten into? <laughs> like, who,
1: who's watching? <laughs> what did he say? Well,
3: that's okay.
2: Anybody that knows this show. We're just off the cuff. Okay, that too. Sure.
1: Off the pants. Uh,
3: off the pants. Off the pants. You off the shoes. Obviously shoes. stood up and off showed us that you're wearing. Pants. Uh,
2: okay, what Off the cuff.
3: Out the cuff, there you go. Okay. That's yeah. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How about off with the shirt?
2: Oh no. Uh, no. <laughs> Hello, not? Kristen. Kristen Holmes is joining us as well. Um, so tonight is Brian Frangi, who is uh, a comedian as well as a cartoonist, I believe.
4: Mm. The guy is
2: uh he, he had a show well has a show. I'm not um I've been listening to his podcast, I right. should say. Um Unbelievable podcast. I've been listening to it for a while and it's just One of those original type podcasts. I mean, there's nothing else out there like it, and I enjoyed. um, I enjoy every episode of it. In fact, now I'm going back because I'm relatively a new listener. I've gone back to the beginning that they have um, on Spreaker, Mm
4: -hmm. and I've been
2: going back and listening to the beginning episodes and stuff like that. So it's been. been So
1: have you liked those as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, all of them yeah. I have, yeah. It's, in fact, um, I think Brian's on the phone. Brian, are you on the phone?
0: Yes. Hey. Hello, Brian. Okay, yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> okay,
4: I'm here, stop it.
0: All right, all right, cool.
2: Um, so, Brian, we're on Facebook, too, live, so if you wanted to pop in, you can you can check us out on Facebook live. Can and- mm-hmm. oh you can check us out. Oh, my God, I had Brian.
0: It's, yeah, I'm going to check that out right now. Facebook.com slash Paratalk Radio, oh, I'm assuming. Oh, word. No. Cool, I'm going there now. Oh, my God. I, I've never seen a live Facebook video in my life, honestly.
4: Really? Well, what would be your no, first season? I kind of stay he's off
0: Facebook. Yeah, I'm a virgin. Oh, okay. I kind of well. stay off Facebook because... Um, it's. I just can't understand it anymore. I remember when it first started when I was in college and it was like, here's a person that's, like, around in your dorm, and now it's, like, <laughs> trying to, you know, <laughs> sell me shoes.
2: <laughs> well, we're going to we're gonna do something here. Um, yeah, turn your damn phone down. Woman. Turn the sound all right, all right off. sir. We are going to... Play the wasn't. beginning of one of your
0: shows, oh, which is actually know.
2: one of my favorite shows from your podcast. Is that okay with you?
0: A hundred percent. Let's Good do
4: it. it. Okay.
0: You're listening to The Unbelievable
3: Podcast. A mysterious <laughs> series of lights seen in the night sky. Have some Texas City residents Today... I want you to open your mind.
4: The beings that I thought were aliens were interdimensional creatures that fed off the chaos. There is an operable portal between this. World. We will have an existential shock. And science can't Looking explain this beyond. particular case. Realizing that here, 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 there are twins on
0: And welcome to episode 250 of the unbelievable podcast. The Cajun werewolf, part one, encounters with the Rougarou. Down in the murky swamps of Louisiana, there is a dogman-like creature with maybe a pig face who terrorizes the small towns that dot the eerie landscape. This creature is known as the Rougarou, or the Lougarou, or the Loopgarou. Or as one time I heard by a Cajun say, the loop-garoop. But I like to call him the Cajun Werewolf, a nine-foot-tall cursed beast who mutilates cattle, steals children, and refuses to observe plents. Is this creature just myth and folklore, or a tale to scare children, or is it the Dog Man Downriver, the Victim of the Bayou, a truly ghastly, gnarly beast stalking and steaming swamp of the south? Well, this one we're going to find out
3: on the program where you learn to unlearn everything you know.
4: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: That's fantastic. <laughs> hi Mark, hi Tamara, hi that?
0: Those intros I actually Oh, really? No, um okay. those, intros, those intros I actually uh stopped doing for a, a little while and then I they were uh, back by popular demand.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I well, it's great. I love that that one part that Ted's like, "Did you hear that?" and I, and he repeated it, and he said,
2: Refuses us to us refuses refuses to,
1: re, to <laughs> observe Lent."
4: <laughs> that was a,
0: well, okay. I have that's one,
4: so.
0: that's one of the things Go with on, the rougarou. Uh, it's uh, it, if you, it, it's a curse that if you are you're cursed to become a, a rougarou. If you don't observe Lent for seven straight years, then you become a Rougarou. That's the uh yes. that's the way it goes.
1: <laughs> oh, I see, I see. I guess I
0: should be a Rougarou though.
1: Ryan Ryan or Russell Ryan <laughs> said that's the loop group, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, I should say.
2: Uh Chris uh, how do you say his last name? Chris uh Oh
1: Chris DeMarie.
2: Okay, maybe. It says Brian Frangi is an awesome host with an incredible imagination and sense of humor. He is also a genuinely good person, and it's easy to support him. Yes, it is. I mean, Perfect. I've been listening yes. to this show for a while, and I was really excited that Brian accepted our invite to come here and join us on the show. Um, I just, I love, and I still love your podcast, Brian, mm-hmm. just so you know.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much. I mean, sadly, it's ending. Um, there's only two episodes left, which is kind of hard to believe. I've been doing it for seven years now. I started doing it in right. 2012, right before the world was supposed to end. And then it didn't end, and I, I just had to keep going.
2: Right, right. And, I, you know, the thing is, is like, I mean, and, and I'm pissed at myself that I didn't find it sooner because I really enjoy it myself. And believe it or not, when I leave, like, the studio here, I would normally, after listening to my podcast, I would turn yours on to listen to you because I drive over an hour to get home. So I would listen to yours as well. Or if I'm just at work not doing anything, I just pop it on Spreaker while I'm working and yeah. listen to it the whole time. And that's where I've been listening to it now is been at work, you know. Oh, I just love all the awesome. episodes.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm glad to that you I'm glad to hear that you're uh, going back and listening to the older episodes. Um yeah, uh, there's some real good ones. I wonder if you if as a paranormal investigator yourself, I wonder if uh you came across the Bill's Buster saga yet.
2: No, I have not. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. Oh my god, um, well that
0: one that might be the craziest thing that's ever happened on the podcast and as a paranormal enthusiast, that that story is the one story that I did in my seven years where I was completely baffled by what was going on. Um, it's, a, it's a three... I think wound up doing three parts on it, but uh, the first episode specifically was crazy.
2: All right, so what was that one again so I can look for it specifically?
0: Um, I don't remember what episode number is. It's the Bill's Buster saga. Basically, it was this football coach. Actually, you know what? It's around it's around where you guys are. It was around Rochester somewhere, somewhere in upstate New York. This, uh, this happened. Yeah. There's a a football coach around there who emailed me one day and he was just like, I don't know who to turn to. I don't know what to say. I just have been listening. I listened to your podcast when I was searching for answers. And for whatever reason, I feel compelled to share my story with you guys. And, um, basically I don't want to give anything away, but it, he was, Seeing dead people, and he had some really strange experiences. And we wound up talking to him for a long time. We wound up doing another episode where we had a channeler come and try to figure out his problems. But he wound up predicting some things that came true. And um, there's a serial killer involved. It was a whole story with twists and turns. And I'm a pretty skeptical person. Um, I love to believe in things. Uh, but I also uh, tend to—I don't know—I I mean, I tend to look more at the psychological angle on these things. But this story, in mm-hmm. particular, this guy seems so convincing. I, he had nothing to gain by making up a story, so and then he predicted things that came true, and he was just searching for help in a confusing time in his life where dead people from his life were visiting him, and it—it it was the most compelling story that I covered on the seven years of the podcast, and I highly recommend it for you guys. Yeah. So it's,
1: I think it's interesting that out of all of your episodes that you've had, this one stands out as the craziest for you. Yeah. And it just happens to be yeah, up in I mean, our I area. Actually, in our the woods. <laughs> I, wouldn't
0: say, I wouldn't say necessarily the craziest. I know I, I, know I just said that's okay. the craziest. I'm going to take that back. I think it's not the craziest. It's the most believable one. But we've covered some pretty crazy things that are, like, uh, <laughs> I, on the surface, much crazier, yeah. but they're not accessible. Yeah.
2: That, that unarius thing was, oh, my God, I wanted to kill my ri- my phone. I mean, I, I hated <laughs> the unarius one.
1: I don't know what that is, but oh. I'll just trust you.
2: Oh, <laughs> that, the woman was nuts, and the, the people that followed her were nuts. I mean, and just crazy, and you guys ripped them apart. I mean... And that's one of the things I liked about, you know, but when you call a spade a spade, you call a spade a spade like we do,
0: you know. So it was one of those things that just, it was just crazy.
4: Hmm. Yeah, we don't really mention words.
0: And um, Unarius, I mean, it's fine. Unarius is like a, I guess they consider themselves a nonprofit organization, but they're basically an alien. I don't want to use the word cult because they say they're definitely not a cult. But they're let's call them an alien uh public access television religion that started in <laughs> it became popular in the in the seventies and eighties. And um right. the people who follow it, they found something that fulfills their lives. Uh but it's it was headed up by I think someone who was just taking advantage of some um desperate people. But it's nice that they have friends. Exactly.
2: Right, right. I mean, it was crazy because this woman, she had a 25th, uh, 100 past lives, and she was so many different people, like famous people.
4: Wow. Well, and, oh,
2: you know, I'm like, uh, okay.
4: You
1: might have one past life that's a famous person, but for everybody to be famous is kind of not
0: right, normal. Right, right. I mean, oh,
4: yeah,
1: I, I she was. Guess, like, I know that.
0: Yeah. She covered the gambit she was like mary magdalene she was like galileo um yeah. she was just name a famous person and she claims that she was them she was charlemagne she was napoleon she was yeah she was jay-z um, i mean it's just like it's a it's a, a narcissist if you're a narcissist then what would you do if you have to pick your past lives? I mean, you're not going to be able to pick. You will not be mentally capable of picking someone who's not famous. Your brain won't be able to wrap your head around that if you are a narcissist. So, I mean, it's funny because all the people that are surrounding her, except for the one person who claims he is Lucifer and the other person who claims he's Jesus, which is her husband, um, all the other people are just like, (laughs) we're we're just regular people. (laughs) well
1: i'll let you know i have seen a few of my past lives brian and i've been a normal person i've been a slave uh who i was hanged, and then i was i was in the french like court you know i mean i wasn't anybody like super famous i was decapitated
4: that's not good but
1: not
2: well, no, no good all, at all. No, she loses no her head all. all the time. I lose my but, head all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's but there was like I mean I've <laughs> a lot of, I I've met a lot of females that claim that her past lives like somebody had told them that they were Joan of Arc. So like twenty women were Joan of Arc I'm like
1: Well I do have, how have one. Does that happen? I do have one that I would ha- I kept having memories. Like I was flashback mm-hmm. into that lifetime and I was freaking out because I didn't understand it. So I had to talk to my my co-witch and she kind of helped me through it and she came up with the conclusion that I could only have been this person in order to have these
2: flashbacks
1: flashbacks and I'm not going to say it here Mm
2: -hmm. I don't want
1: anybody to think that I'm crazy I don't care what anybody thinks to be honest that's not the point it's that I don't need that recognition Right. right I know what I know because I do know that other people have claimed to be this person. Right. But if they haven't had flashbacks, I don't know how they can say that. I've literally been in that body and having flashbacks. Hmm. So it was weird.
4: Wow. But yeah, that, that sounds again, so good. The, the, yeah. yeah.
1: And then the thing is, is because I channel, is it possible that I'm just channeling that energy and flashing back to that body? I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. It's just weird. Right, like
0: maybe you're channeling the spirit of the famous person, and it's not actually a past life, but they're just speaking through you?
1: It wasn't even being spoken through, and it was like the most mundane parts because I can remember when – so right um, about the age of 16, 17, when you're supposed to start driving, I kept having these terrifying nightmares of being in a car wreck and I kept thinking that it was a white car that I was um, that I was in the accident with, so I was terrified of driving with or being in around a whitish-colored car because I couldn't tell the exact color. And then I found out that this person that I was.
2: I mean, Princess Diane or something?
1: Um, it literally was a silver car.
4: Mm-hmm. They were killed in. oh
1: So I was re- I was so I was terrified, and this wow. it started when I was um, sixteen, seventeen years old. I did not get my license until two months before I turned eighteen.
2: I love Chris. Uh, Chris Demarest's, uh his response was, "I was a guard dog at the gladiator fights and watched the people
1: clean up, clean up after them." Oh my god, <laughs> Chris, that is shit.
0: hysterical. That I is love it. funny as shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean That's, yeah, I don't like that's the most likely thing. There's been like 108 billion people on the earth. Like if you're a fam- if you were a famous per the chances of you being more than one famous person in the course of that time is um is less likely than winning the lottery, I would assume.
1: Exactly. That's that's exactly my point. So that's it, why I don't like saying who it is. Like right. I've told a couple people. Right. But the thing is is it's, the odds are outnumbered. Right,
2: right, right, and stuff like that is. Just, I,
4: I, Hi, Tommy. I you
2: know, I don't know, you know, who I was in a past life, but I certainly get no. We can't because yes, I don't want to know. And there are, <laughs> I, I mean, I've gotten flashbacks and stories and pictures and stuff in my head of of, of certain eras and stuff, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to know. I'm not comfortable. So oh, I'm like, okay, see? I'm good. Especially since a lot of them was me dying and. You know, and now <laughs> well, they of say, course you
1: die because you, how else were you going to be dead? Yeah,
2: exactly. But, you know, they also say that, that, that the uh, birthmarks, certain birthmarks on your body represent bullet holes or stabbings yes. or so on and so forth. And it's like, yes. OK, I got to come in a couple of weird places. So, uh, no, I don't want to know.
1: So the thing is, is I have I have a it it's it looks like a big freckle, mm-hmm. but then there's a another bigger freckle on <laughs> my back. I
2: love that word, by the way. Freckle,
1: Freckle I, yeah, I it is a funny word. Um, it is a funny word. Yeah. So in on um, Jessica's dad, he has one in the exact same place.
2: So were you guys like shish kebab?
1: We actually were shot. <laughs> it was the Old West. I actually, I actually know that. I mean, it. Of course, it was a mundane. Yeah. I, I do have some that I know that, that are you know that were Old West. <laughs> I was actually a saloon girl. Yes. There's actually a lot of us that are um my my bestie. Um, from AZ uh, my char that used to own uh psychic, psychic time and a few of them we were now, all in the same were you all connected then? do you believe
2: yes. that there's a connection
4: with we, over uh, lifetime so,
1: so all of those girls that were in that brothel we are all in like and do psychic things now it's crazy oh, weird. it is weird
2: so Veronica Tagwell. Hey, Mike. Um, who is actually Kirsten? Thank you so much for joining the show. Roman is watching as well. Hey, Roman. Uh, Thomas, that is funny. He says he's having Hi, flashbacks Tammy. right Hi, now. Mike. See,
1: Mike, he's, hey, Mike. He hey, Michael. That, that's, that's Jesse's dad, and he he's he did even tell the... you. Yeah, he said I, I do. He said yes, I do. We both have it. We because we were younger. We've been we've known each other since we were teenagers, mm-hmm. and so it was weird. I'm like, oh my God, that's weird. And so I showed him. I'm like, yours looks just like mine. And it was when we were teenagers that I saw it. And um, he's like, oh, that's weird. You have one on your back, too. And, like, as we went on, I actually dreamt about it and saw it all play out.
4: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah,
1: it was crazy. Hm.
2: <laughs> so, Brian, getting back to you.
1: <laughs> oh, you're playing Dino um, Rochester Thursday night. Awesome, Mike. What What is that, oh, I-
2: playing Dino Rochester?
1: He, he plays guitar and sings.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. So, Go see him. He's great, you guys.
2: Okay, so what were you gonna say, Brian?
0: I would hate to find out if I, that I was a famous person in a in a past life too. I'm with you, Tim, because I, I, uh, I mean Ted. I'm sorry, I just said Tim. I mean Ted. I yeah, whatever. I I wouldn't wanna I wouldn't wanna find out that I was a a famous person because I don't want to know that I'm like not the best one. Right. You know, like in the past. Right. In the past, <laughs> It was better. Like, like, like a hundred years ago, I was like an awesome guy who like, like, owned a a castle. And now I'm just like in my apartment with, with my dog. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, there's certain things we need to learn in each lifetime Yeah, but maybe,
2: maybe we were like Hitler in the past okay, life, I was like, no, I don't want to be Hitler, listen, you know
1: I had a ton, Fuck that I had a shit ton of money in that last lifetime, right? So yeah, now and you I'm got going, nothing,
2: now you're broke And
1: Yeah, and I did acting And now I'm like, what the ass?
4: <laughs> but I'm
1: okay with it You see, I'm okay with it You know? I mean
0: What if in a, no, I just, I, what if ahead, in a past life you... Also, someone named Psychic Cindy.
4: <laughs> and it's like... A... <laughs> that would be awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What if I was a gypsy and gypped people, though? My nose just started running. That was so
2: weird. Catch it. So, so, It's
1: cold in here again, guys. We literally have the heat on under here. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, so yes, yeah, get used to my, my clean-up Her again. nose running. So, um... <laughs>
2: Brian, Phoebe, she, between you and her, what you guys have on that show is fantastic. I mean, as a a host and a co-host, that's how you put it, but it's just fantastic.
0: I'm glad, I am glad that uh, Phoebe came on board. She actually started out on the podcast, I think around episode, I don't even know exactly when, maybe like 90 and then starting out every week on like 110. So for the first like 100 episodes, we had a different uh set of co-hosts. Um the the show mm-hmm. certainly had a vibe than it does now. Um uh, but Phoebe and I uh we actually were on the same improv team together, believe it or not. If you if you oh, know about improv, that's amazing. Um, and so yes. is, you know, and we have a yes. third, we have two other co-hosts, Kevin Cobbs and uh, Sebastian, yep. and we were all on the same team together, and we just kept pulling them in. I think that's maybe why we have good chemistry is because we all kind of practice together on this team, right, well, I... Chris
1: just said Brian and Kevin Cobbs call Phoebe Mama, and it angers her.
0: <laughs> I don't call her mom only called? only Kevin's calling her mama. I never have called Phoebe mama. I don't put that on the record. Never called her mama in my life. That's Kevin, but it definitely angers her. That's definitely true. <laughs>
2: now, Sebastian is the one. I've, he has the funkiest laugh, and mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain Sebastian, but he is, he is funny. He's mm-hmm. definitely funny. He de-
0: okay. He has a divisive laugh. There are people who complain about his laugh, and there are – there are more people who say his laugh makes the show than who don't like it. Um but it is a divisive laugh because he's just his laugh is huge and he's enjoying himself mm-hmm. and he's this big guy from Staten Island and he is he is really um just a loving guy. And uh his laugh is is been a divisive issue on the podcast, but I think over the years all the all the people who at first hated it there's a lot of converts who now like it and um there are a lot of people who from the get-go said it's the best thing ever so yeah i guess it's uh
2: i, I, I don't thought, know where people, I thought he was at, I thought, that's when i started listening to you guys um was with one of the episodes was with him and i just rolled laughing and you guys have such a, a, a relationship with – well, between you and all the other hosts that you have because, like, you're in mm-hmm. California and they're in New York. And the, there was one episode, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but, oh, they were picking on you about knowing the ladies. And oh, yeah. Well, that happened it was, time. <laughs> Yeah. Knowing
4: and the
2: lady. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Brian Frangie knows a few ladies, or they know his name or something along that line. And and uh, they started going back and forth. It's just like, no, fuck you. Fuck
4: you. It's
3: like, <laughs> oh,
2: my
0: God. <laughs> no, well, so, I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to check up the, the past, but Sebastian said I I wasn't good in bed.
2: Yeah, that's what it was. What? Yep. Yeah. That's you my, yeah. that's
0: what? That's when my catchphrase came out, which is ask women and i said it i just said ask women entirely just uh sincere (laughs) i was sincere about it i didn't realize how embarrassing it was to say that and then phoebe and sebastian kept making fun of me for it and you know what i did i owned it and so now ask women's my catchphrase yeah
2: okay yeah, okay. and then that was the episode, and it was—that's
0: <laughs> awesome. It was just
2: hilarious, and it came across. In fact, Russell Ryan's on here saying, "Yeah, ask women."
0: And, oh my um, God, that's so funny. It, it was just hilarious. Hi, Addison, you know. Um, yeah, and I
4: want—I
0: want to say so then I can put this on two different shows because I say it on my show, um, and I'll say it on Paratalk Radio as well. If you want to know if I'm good in bed, then ask women. <laughs> I to awesome. I heard that when I said that, I, it was an embarrassing thing to say. When I first said
2: it. <laughs> well, okay, I, I think so it's funny. hilarious. And, and believe it or not, one of the episodes I was listening to today on the way up here um was the episode of. Um, is
1: this Paranormal Anonymous?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sure Christian,
1: is. You're so funny.
2: Um, God, no, I can't remember. I was, I lost my train of thought with this whole thing.
0: Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Shit. I'll have to come back to that one because now Can I finish. Can I question, Ted? Sure. Um, sure. Are you participating in the Tournament of Aliens? Did you get a bracket uh,
4: in? I am not.
2: I am not in the oh. tournament, tournament, uh, tournament of aliens. But I listened to you guys about it. I didn't know how to play it, and that was one of the things I wanted oh. to talk to you about because. Yes,
1: he was talking. To, uh, he's like, yeah. I need to know this. Yeah,
2: I, I love, <laughs> I love that you guys
0: do that.
1: Yes, yeah. I guess you're going to yeah, continue that though. Uh,
0: I mean, the the tournament is ending in two. You know what? That might be a fun thing to do if we're not going to bring back the podcast, we might bring back the tournament at some point. But yeah it's a sixty four team march madness style bracket that faces alien and uh cryptid and ghosts species and uh, uh types against each other um in a in a <laughs> battle to the death and there's been some huge upsets recent in the last couple of match in the last couple of weeks of matches. I mean, it's been Wait. a wild um like the, the biggest one of all um last week and I'm sorry if this is a spoiler for anyone who might be listening, but last week, Witches and Voodoo Queens, which is an eight seed in the tournament, huge upset against the Pleiadians. Witches beat the Pleiadians. I couldn't believe it when it happened. It came down to random chance. the thing where it's basically a roll of the dice. And the Witches had a,
4: had
0: a, had a 10% chance to beat the Pleiadians in the random chance, and they came out on top. So I don't know yeah. if it's, like, October, Halloween. I don't know what happened there, <laughs> but the Palladium <Pleiadians> lost. Yeah.
1: <laughs> witches, witches, witches rock. We just do. And, of course, we're going to come out on top.
0: Well, okay. So, <laughs> Psychic Cindy, I have a question then. So next week, the witches, okay. which is an eight seed, are playing against the number five seed, Dolphins. Who do you think would win that? In a battle to death, been... by the way.
2: Yeah, because so that's wait, what, what I was bringing do? up. I don't so I understand
1: what are they doing in order to win?
2: Well, you have to understand okay. like when you listen to their shows like they it's like what what special powers? What can the dolphin do? What special powers do they have versus what the witches have?
1: Well, the now, witches have sex appeal.
4: Well,
2: I'm I, I, just I'm just well, I'm gonna put this out there because, like, I, I'm thinking about what Phoebe said. Phoebe says witches are annoying. <laughs> now,
4: but wait, wait a minute. Girl. But it's
2: because it's because the the witches that she knows are mm-hmm. annoying. So and and, and that okay. I can see that. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean all of them are that way.
1: I was just going to say, you better not be talking about me. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> but no, just get down to to the brass knuckles here is that okay. what do the dolphins have versus the witches? Wishes. The, witches? I can't talk. Witches? Which one should come up on top? You would think that the witches would because the witches have.
1: Well, we can manifest. Manifest. We can do well, spells and manifestation and uh, psychic, psychic abilities. abilities. Yep. And. um communicating with the dead
2: okay so what about dolphins
1: but dolphins have that little i don't know how to explain it
2: but dolphins have the ability to
1: have they have an ability to connect with humans in a way that i don't think humans yet understand but they really do have this emotional tie to us like they feel like our protectors or they need to care for us almost does that make sense
2: yeah, it does.
1: So when maybe Brian, that's what we
2: were in a past life. Maybe we were dolphins before we were actually humans. Maybe. Maybe so, we were all flipper.
1: So, well,
0: Brian, there are some when that you say ask that the me question, yes, go ahead. There's some people that say that the dolphins are a um they're in a higher density than us. Like if we like if we keep progressing as a spiritual being, then the next level after humans, is dolphins.
1: Uh, I actually, so can I just tell you what I just heard? So this is, somebody had told me about how there's steps to the aliens and how there's certain steps to aliens. I actually.
2: Oh, you mean like levels?
1: Well, it's so we are comfortable with knowing who they are.
2: Okay. All right. So
1: then when we finally see them, we will be accepting of them. Do you understand? I, I do not Or of the image they, of
2: probably. Meaning right. meaning it's kinda of like it's taken us all so these like, many years to right, to get to there. Allow so that them yeah, so that when we, we finally can see them, we would say, Okay, they're
1: real, they're there. Right. right. Okay. So I don't know if it has something to do with that, but somehow they were explaining that the dolphins are kind of like that. Like, uh, like a threshold to aliens.
0: Mm. I don't
1: understand it. I just heard it. Right. So, Brian, when you asked me the question, I, of course, want to say, the witches! But I actually heard dolphins.
0: Hmm. Wow. I, I think I most people to- who voted are with- going to vote for the dolphins. Dolphins again. have yeah. a special sway. Dolphins have some kind of special sway over us. People just love them, and I think... I, agree. I think that most people are going to pick the dolphins over over witches because the witches shouldn't even be there right now because they beat the Pleiadians.
2: Right, right.
0: We rock.
2: Michael says the energy is one step closer to um. What is that? Ets.
1: Ets. Yeah. They acclimate to Ets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he also said dolphins dolphins are to ac are to acclimate to Ets. That is true their energy is one step closer to acclimate to ets okay so that that makes sense to me and um that makes sense to me and mike and i um have been friends for oh my gosh seven years now i think and and him and his brother are like twin souls sorry i'm busting you i'm sorry but um they they actually do they do stuff with ets like they like to look into that information and stuff Hmm. like that and Um, I was just with with them over the weekend and I had an amazing time, but, but the thing is, is that's what they said to me, which was they somehow are connected to the ETs and that uh, the dolphins were going to win, even though I'm a witch and I want the witches to win.
2: Right. Well, I heard dolphins. And and what was brought up here is, and this was kind of uh, Jason Lee said that he was like bummed because they actually had a little girl Mm -hmm. and, I don't, I, I don't understand what the little girl was exactly. I mean, the little girl—did she have powers or something? It's not like she was a black-eyed children or child or something, right? Or
0: the problem with the little girl was, so she's a, uh, she's a creature that walks around Skinwalker Ranch, and there's a lot of creatures that walk around Skinwalker Ranch, and we had to do a little mini tournament, and the winner of that mini tournament would gain entry into the tournament as a whole. And the little girl won that mini tournament. She beat a lot of scary creatures that are unique to Skinwalker Ranch, um, like the blue meanies and uh, the dark one, just like a bunch of very scary creatures. And the argument with the little girl was there's all these scary, violent monstrous creatures including skinwalkers who had an automatic bid in the tournament by the way including the skinwalkers who are on the ranch who are just destroying people and killing people and yet there's still this little girl who is just walking around the ranch and so the argument was if this little girl survives on that ranch amongst all of these predators she must have some power that we don't even know about
2: well, maybe she was a black-eyed child. I mean, maybe she.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, let's think about it this way. Remember the movie Mama? It was uh, the it was the the creature lived out in the woods. It was really ancient, like energy, or and then it adopted these kids. And um, I don't know. Somehow the authorities found these children and brought these children and they were adopted in a or put in a foster home. And Mama actually found them and started killing people. Oh, Jesus. Um, something like that Nobody takes lines, a kid from but, the
4: wood. No. <laughs> and the only other
2: thing I can think of was hey, kind of like that, that, that uh, was it Japanese or, or Chinese, the, the woman or the girl with the black hair that oh, crawled the out of the, the, the ring? ring. Yeah. 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 I mean, so maybe maybe she had something like that. Maybe she was just a really I
0: freaky. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's. A lot of people are imagining when they picture the little girl as those Japanese horror teenagers. That are there's a lot of movies that feature that same type of demon. I think uh, there was like a period of several years where the that Japanese teenager demon came over to America in like a bunch of different movies in a row around when The Ring came out, which is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Especially because when I saw it, I was like, I don't remember how old I was, but it was around that time where something like that could really. Uh, Scare me for years, but you mentioned the Mary Black eyed yeah. Children. They were also in the uh, tournament, and they actually got eliminated by the Zeta Reticulin Graves. Wow.
1: Okay, so I have so I have a question on on there, and it says, "Is this tournament just hearsay? Like, who officiates this?"
0: <laughs> it's actually kind of complicated. End-
1: okay, go ahead. It's kind of
0: complicated. There's so there's it's based on three different. It's a point system. Best two out of three for each matchup. The first point is based on the host's vote. So the hosts will have a debate on the show and decide which team would win in a five-versus-five match to the death, and um, there's usually three hosts at a time, so it's uh, whichever the host's majority wins, then they get a point for the team who they choose. And then the audience will vote. There'll be a poll. There's a poll up that the audience will do a popular vote, whoever gets Uh, whoever wins the popular vote gets a point if it's a tie after those two rounds then we do random chance which is basically like pulling a name out of a hat based on their seed
2: Mm. see i was wondering how they did it because some of it it's it's very um
1: bb officiates it that's what
2: sean pratt says yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right so you know what are you good over there john Alright, so yes. oh okay. So Brian, mm-hmm. hang on one minute. We're gonna throw a commercial in here and then we will come right back to you, all right?
1: Christy Ted oh. and
3: Cindy. Hello, Christy. All right, we'll be right back. Flashlight recorder and comfortable shoes, a simple guide to paranormal investigation. Written by Keith Spratley and Ted Van Son. If you're looking to join the living who research the paranormal or the unknown, this book will guide you into developing your techniques reverend tim shaw says the work will guide you along your journey to seek the truth about life after death available at barnes and noble and amazon and you can find a direct link on paratalkradio.com get your copy today
1: psychic cindy and since i was a young girl i have been able to see hear feel understand and sometimes smell spirit guiding me to guide you through the years i have helped many clients receive messages from spirit to aid in their growth of self-love healing and also to receive guidance towards steps for the future sometimes spirit doesn't always give you what you want but they always give you what you need do you have an open mind to listen to the message if the answer is yes, I would like to be there for you in your journey. I offer many services such as psychic medium reading, spiritual counseling, spiritual life coaching, regression, past life regression, and more. If you're ready to know how much healing and clarity you can receive, how much trust you can have, how much love you can feel, or even how inspired you can become, please set an appointment. You don't have to be local to get a message from spirits. You can Facebook me at Facebook.com backslash psychic Cindy, email me at the psychic Cindy at gmail.com, Instagram, the psychic Cindy, Twitter, at psychic Cindy1.
2: All right, everybody. Um, we are sitting here talking with Mr. Brian Frangi from the Unbelievable Podcast.
1: Yes, we are.
2: And we are talking about the Tournament of a- Aliens um, that is on Hi, the John.
1: show. Hi, John. Um, Hi, But I don't want
2: to spend a lot of time on that, but I, but I love the whole basis behind Hi, all of yeah. that. Now, you did one. I, mean, I think it was just <laughs> this last one I listened to was about the werewolves, and they actually came out on top, right? The, the werewolves actually beat, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. I, Really there was one
0: players. matchup where werewolves, where werewolves faced off against mermaids in the first round. Yeah. and we mm. we determined that the mermaids really didn't have much to offer there in terms of fighting. <laughs> uh, we know that, like, it, it came down to the question: like, ask yourself honestly, if you put five werewolves in a room with five mermaids, who do you think would come out at the end of the fight? You know, and we decided werewolves, and so did the audience. Um, but then in the next Maybe. round, the werewolves faced off against a team known as the Alien Ass Kickers, which is a team of five different people we have covered on the podcast who have killed aliens in in their lives. Um, and they wound up defeating the werewolves, which I honestly was surprised by. But, they're, but I don't know if you guys ever covered any of these people. Um, you guys ever heard of the Gulf Breeze UFOs and Ed Walters?
2: Mm, no, I don't actually. think so.
0: Okay, no, what about we haven't done a lot.
2: Traver- lot of
0: There's a time traveler named John Teeter. There's Kyle Odom, who had a who's a real guy who had a problem with Martians. Phil Schneider, who is a podcast favorite, he killed some gray aliens in the Dulce, New Mexico base. And Captain k who is a part of the Earth Defense Force, who's battling aliens on Mars. Those so those are all. Those are all real people and they have they all claim that they have killed aliens and and these are these are what we consider to be good people there are also um bad people who we think are doing bad things that have also claimed to kill aliens um but uh you know I don't like to I don't need to get into that now right. I guess That's I
3: guess all right. They're all from the I mean, same psych ward. <laughs> oh,
2: that's John. impossible. John, be nice.
1: Christian Murray it uh, said Captain K. Sean A. Pratt oh. said the AAK.
2: Yep. Um, yeah. Now, we sure talked sure. talk, yeah, well, we talk to people, like, from MUFON. Like, we talk to those guys. We don't actually talk to, you know, people that claim to kill aliens or stuff like that. But we should probably do that. I
0: don't know. Kill, you don't know?
2: Killing don't, aliens it, is bad. Isn't
0: it, Andrea? It's fun. I mean, you know. The, the one thing that I, I've interviewed a lot of people who, and studied a lot of people who have killed aliens or have encountered aliens or, um, in, in a way that is pretty extreme. Um, and the one thing that I, I always take away from these interviews and from just studying these people is that they believe it. They are not lying. They believe no. what they're saying. It's ridiculous and over the top as it may sound. They're, there's maybe like 5% of these guys, of these guys are trying to trick you and trying to sell you something and trying to gain fame. But the vast majority of them believe what they're saying.
2: Right. Okay. Well, like we, like Andrea Perrin, we, we, she's been on the show a few times. We, We talked to her and that's like one of her, um, loves is the whole alien and dimensional stuff. And, um, then of course we, cookie string fellow who isn't a, she was an abduct, um, the duck D from aliens. Um, you know, we've talked to people like that, but we haven't really gotten into the UFO thing all that heavy. Um, more, uh, crypto things, more Bigfoot, more ghost stuff, you know, but, uh, that's something to look at, you know, and check them out. I mean, we, I wrote down the name, so maybe it's something I'll look into and see, you know, um, what it was about. In fact, I wanted to bring up because I have uh, – Invisible John is here, and we had a discussion a while back about the Loch Ness Monster, and you guys did this series about um, – what's his name there – that lived at the the lake for the Loch Ness Monster. And how you yeah, guys were uh, talking about – you felt really bad for the guy.
0: Yeah, so there's a man who has been living on the side of the loch for – God, it's been 25 years now, or 26 years, and he um, just decided one day that he's going to quit his job, dump his girlfriend, and get into a repurposed bus and drive down to the lock and just live there in a search for the Loch Ness Monster. Now, he is searching for the Loch Ness Monster. He actually holds the Guinness Book of World Records record for the longest vigil on a hunt for the Loch Ness Monster. And he doesn't have a boat. He just stands on the on the shore and looks out and tries to see it. And he, he saw something um, a couple of months into his hunt, and then he's never seen anything ever again. So we did this series called The Saddest Hunter, question mark, because we felt right. like this I is pretty sad. His name's Steve Felton by the way. One um uh, someone's right. reminding me. i put there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um he he makes these he he funds his hunt by making little Nessie statues that he calls Nessie series. He takes rocks from the loch and he carves out a little uh Loch Ness monster. It's really cute. I've purchased two of them. And he paints them, and they, they, they're they great. Um, and that's how he, 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 he uh, makes money for gas and food. And then other than that, he's just hanging out on the side of the lake, and he's just looking out and living his life. And at the beginning of the series, we were like, this guy sounds so sad. He's all alone. He's just like, he's, he's like doesn't he gave up everything, and he doesn't even have a boat. And then as yeah, the series went on... As the series went on, we were um, slowly convinced that maybe he's living life the right way. Right. Yeah. Because That's he's true. doing he wants to, do. to No one's telling him what to do. He just, like, wouldn't you, lo- if you could just have a, a, a you could just if you wanted to, if you didn't have any, if it made, he calls it his heart sing. If it makes your heart sing to sit on the side of the lock and relax, and the be- it's beautiful out there and he's kind of just parked on the side of the lake sitting out there carving things he paints it's very it seems very relaxing and it's like why go work in an office why you know do these soul fucking things when he's just like you know what i don't want to do that i'm just gonna go sit by the side of this lake because that's what makes me happy and so We determined that on the surface it looks like he's very sad, but I think that was based on our material societal definition of happiness and sadness and not what true happiness is, which is defined by the individual.
1: Yes, the social mores, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I I, like that you guys actually came about and realized that maybe he's, he's got something better than the rest of us.
4: Yeah. Where I he's mean, using
1: his creativity, he's loving life, and he's living life the way he's happy. He, he wants he's happy. to. And he's making his heart sing. Right. He's got joy there, right?
0: Yeah. These guys and by, are, the these the guys are, by the end of the series, we uh, covered some interviews. He did some news interviews, and there was one particular reporter who was so condescending to him and mean And by that point in the series, we were on his side. So we we wound up turning that episode and just, like, ripping into this reporter who was so mean to him for hunting for the Loch Ness monster. That's mean. Yeah, I do remember that
2: episode. And it was funny because um, this reporter even asked somebody else. Who else did she? She interviewed somebody else about about, uh, Loch Ness, and she was. Uh, uh, of course not, you know, the Loch Ness monster is real. And, and it it worked out to be because of financially, because that money that raised the people coming over there to visit, you know, tourists Mm -hmm. um, to raise money for, you know, all that. And that's why, you know, certain, certain people in, in office over there say, yes, of course it's real, you know, and uh, because that's money that coming in for their country that they need, you know, there's a lot of things like that.
0: Oh Um, yeah. I think it brings $40 million uh in revenue a year just from tourists right right.
1: wow that's amazing i had um mike who said i know another total i know this is totally another topic but you guys talk about the mandala effect and a few of the people that follow you um has said yes it's been brought up a few times um and that they're fascinated as well
4: what do you guys think so i have brought
1: can't remember now <laughs> there's too many of these these theories out there, okay, remind me what Mandela is.
0: Well, honestly, I haven't seen much to uh, to back up this theory, but the number one thing that the people who who believe in the Mandela effect talk about is the Berenstein bears, and they feel that there may be that maybe our timeline has Um, shifted timelines at some point because the um, people remember things differently that happened in the past like if you ask half the population how to spell Berenstein Bears or how they remember Berenstein Bears being spelled
1: yeah 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 there was a time shift and people that remember from this way and then there's the people that remember it from this way so ask the Mandela effect happened, and prior to the Mandela effect, so the Berenstein Bears was one way, and now it's the other. Now, close see, I'm bringing,
2: others. I'm bringing invisible John into this because
1: okay. I
3: know he has an opinion. You do yes, too. you do. I am opinion
0: free. Lies, lies, lies. That's lies. a lie.
1: Yeah.
0: I am you don't not an against. I am not against the Mandela effect being true. I I love the idea of us manifesting our own universe which is possibly something that happened, And I do believe in the multiverse. I believe in, you know, Michio Kaku. And I just haven't seen a lot of evidence. So I view, at this point, I view the Mandela effect a lot like I, I view flat Earth theory, which is, um, show, prove it to me. If anyone shows me anything that can prove to me any of this, then I'll take it seriously. But so far, every time, they're just like, look at that children's book.
2: And, and, you know, most of that is like I say that all the time about certain things. It's like I sit on the fine line between – it's like uh, what what we were talking about the other – the different dimensional things like the portals and all that stuff like that. And it's like Mm -hmm. I sit on this fine line with all this stuff. Right. So it's like I sit in the middle, and that's how I feel about –
1: What was it, though, that somebody – our guest had said something – and I didn't necessarily agree with what they said, but somebody on in the group said, Oh, so they don't so there's no such thing as and I said, No, that is the the person who's on right now. That's their opinion because I did not carry that opinion.
4: Right. Remember well, what and that's, no, to? I don't
2: remember, but I, I do understand. And it's the same thing Hi, as like EO all is. these other ideas and thoughts and the beliefs and so I right, I sit right. on that, that little line that says when you can give me some scientific proof right. or some other type of proof to where um, it seems reasonable to me, it Eric, seems like you it, remember. It, it, it seems like it could happen. Right, then, then I'll believe in it. Right, right, right. And it, it's kind of like along the lines, like um, Albert Einstein said, through mathematical equations that a ghost could be real.
1: Right, so That's, it's I like, understand that. Right, because so, it's energy.
2: right, so. Right. On my end, okay, yeah, I could say, well, it could be real, but I would prefer to have more than just the possibility through mathematical equation. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why but it's just it's that, that
1: it supported mathematically. Right,
2: it did support. Right. It but then you got supported that, that way. What was that machine, John? Do you remember the machine that said scientifically they couldn't exist with the the I can't remember. I I think we talked about it. There was some big energy machine The shit. About the yeah, coll- that said that it's impossible,
1: it's impossible for ghosts to exist. To exist.
3: Well, I'm not sure exactly it. how that came to be. And it, there was a big article about it, but
2: I think everything is possible. But at the same time, for me to firmly believe in it, I have to have more than just somebody saying, Well, here it is, you know, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Eric Harrison, do you remember what I'm talking about? Somebody had, we were talking about it. And I thought it was you that said, well, are you saying this isn't true? And I said, no, we're just saying that's the opinion of the But But guest. we
2: get that once in a while with yeah, the Yeah, I the wish guests. I could I mean, remember
1: because it just came up the other day, too.
2: Mm.
1: So it's driving me crazy. Well, the
2: whole thing with the Bernstein Bears just always annoyed me. So when I, anybody yeah. ever talked about that whole thing with the Mandela effect, they're just kind of like, don't you have anything else better to do? Well, Literally.
3: the, the idea behind that whole Mandela effect is, well, that, is that there's some sort of time shift. Right, and I get that. Right. But,
1: but I, remember, I remember because when my kids were little, they, they had it on the TV show. And I remember not seeing it for a while, and then I saw it again. And I'm like, since when is it A-I-N? And I'm like, what the frick is going on right now? And I had no idea about the, the mandala effect because I always remembered it the other way. Right. So I thought it was funny because it was Berenstein right. is what I thought it was. And I literally like, since when did the name change? I literally said this to my daughter and children yeah. because I remembered it differently. So I was like, what the hell is going on?
2: If, if there was really a time shift, don't you think there would be more to
4: it than... But
1: there was other things, because I know that there were other things. Mike, do you remember, Mike, check eye, do you remember the other things that are included in the mandala effect besides...
2: Well, that's not even... Now, think about, think about this, I and mean, this is not to bring up, to argue, but think about our calendar. Mm-hmm. Okay, first off, our calendar and the way that we... um, Like the celebration of Halloween, okay?
1: Halloween, we just... However, however
2: you say it, that's yours.
1: It's we Whatever. Halloween. Actually, Eve. it's
4: not. Halloween.
2: It's actually. It's Saint Halloween for me. All right. So Hello. shush. Anyways, or oh. so on. So believe it or not, in other calendars or calendars, like what about leap year and all that other stuff? So our calendar is actually behind or or ahead. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying?
4: Right ahead. So
2: there's so many different things within our own calendar and time and stuff that. Mm-hmm that when it was developed, they didn't take in consideration for these other things. So everything right, is but different. The
1: other thing is we didn't have, um, what is that? Uh, fallback. Uh,
2: Spring ahead, fallback.
1: Right. But what is it called? Oh my God. Why can't I think of it?
3: Daylight. Savings Thank sign. you.
1: Daylight savings. Wow. Time. So we didn't have that either. Listen, I have mom brain sometimes.
3: Well, they just,
2: all I'm saying is that there's a lot there that because we were looking at, um, in the past of how days were.
1: Right, um. right, right.
2: So I'm just saying there's a lot of different things out there. So a time Absolutely. shift could happen. Yes. Is yeah. it, you know, but look at it through calendar, look at it through the events, like the seasons changes and so mm-hmm. on and this, so forth.
3: This has nothing to do with any of that though. This, the Mandela effect is all about no, what you remember and how you remember, how it, you remember, but, and large groups of people remembering things a specific way that actually was not what happened in reality. Right. And this, this is where the differentiation be- comes between the remembered history right. and the actual history. Right. And, and that fracture is where, is where people are saying it did happen, but in a parallel universe and you're in tune with that one, as opposed to being in tune with this one where things happen differently.
1: Right. So if and that, and that is possible. That is possible. That are so, so, I just had, I don't know if you guys believe in walk-in souls and stuff like that, but I just had experience with this with a person who completely believes that they're a walk-in. They remember walking in to their soul and to their body, I mean. So so think about it this way. If you have had, if you've been on a different dimension or a parallel reality, and then you wake up and you're suddenly in this one, right? And in that one, you totally remember Bernstein, right? And then now you're here and you're like, what the frick is this, right? Because it's Berenstein. right? So I can totally see that because I remember dreaming about being in a, a. I remember being in a lifetime. When I fell asleep, I went to that lifetime. I've done it with a couple of lifetimes. I went to this lifetime and I was with my boy's father and I was completely happy. He was a completely different man. I can remember when I woke up, I was sobbing. I was sobbing because in that lifetime, he was amazing. And I'm waking up to what I had. <laughs> Do you know what I
2: mean?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's truthful, though. So I can
2: understand um, how
1: John's explaining it.
2: I get I it. Totally I get, get it. it. I get it. But what I was trying to say was is that with me, there's just – there's so many things that we can think about with this crap.
1: Mm -hmm. Brian, tell me, tell me what you think about this. I mean, do you, do you guys, what was your thoughts on it? Like when you guys discussed it on the
0: show? Oh, we discussed it so many years ago. I don't even remember, but I do. um, I did have a thought while people were talking about this in the chat that, you know, maybe it's like people are remembering the, the past differently in large groups. And one of the examples, was that the the line uh, Luke I am your father is not even in Star Wars? At that point, right. Star Wars became so ubiquitous in society that it was everywhere. It was on TV shows, it was on commercials, like it was on SNL. So like at some point, people are probably just saying Luke I am your father so often out that it became people started to think like oh that line must have been in the movie, even though it actually yeah. wasn't. It was something like slightly different. But my thought was this. Imagine if everybody remembers something one way from the past. Like, let's say you go to a party. And at this party, um, there was a keg of Miller Lite. And a couple of years go by, and everyone at that party is like, that party had a keg of Heineken. And everyone remembers that there was a keg of Heineken at the party. No one remembers that it was Miller Lite. Then in, re- then in reality, it, for all intents and purposes, the only thing that actually exists is what's in your head. So if you remember it as a Heineken keg, then if everyone remembers it as a Heineken keg, then maybe that's just the way history is. So maybe there's a retroactive history changes based on what people remember. If you go back even further, like thousands of years, if the winners write the history books, it's possible that... You know, uh, thousands of years ago, the only account we have of somebody in ancient Mesopotamia was this one scripture. And uh, if that's all that's written down, then that's all that we know about it. That's all that we remember about it. Then that's history. And honestly, so the point right. have, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter what actually happened. It, it all only the only thing that matters is what people remember.
1: Right, and their perception of it. Right. Yeah, makes sense. It does, and, and that is one of the ones that is brought up. Is the the Luke, I am your father.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> we, um, you, you know, I write. I write for a show called Adam Ruins Everything on True TV, and they did a spinoff called Reanimated History, where we covered uh, history topics. And one of the topics we covered was ancient Greece. And um, almost everything that we know from, like, you know, the 300 movie, um, with right. the Battle of Thermopylae, Like, almost everything yeah. we know about that time period was based on the writings of one Greek person. And the Greek person wrote this, all this down in the perspective of people from Greece, not in the perspective of people from Persia. So the way history takes like the 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 battle of thermopylae in 300 is from like a basically greek propaganda angle and that's just the way right. that we believe it down. And so history history places like the greeks as the good people and the persians as the bad people in this battle when that may it, it was more muddy than that. Like there was another side of the story that was never written down that we don't know, but that's what we remember. That's what the historians remember. That's all that we have to go off of. And so it framed the entire uh, way that we view that epic in history. And that's just the way it is, even though that may not be exactly what happened. Right.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Yeah, well, I do that a lot when I'm watching the movie. I think, well, what does the, the flip
2: side think? You know, how is, what, if it, what if it wasn't? Because using 300 as a prime example, they, they you know, showed um, the Greeks as a little... Creature, or you know, the the Spartans as little people, and then mm-hmm. when the Persians come over, their leader was this huge, you know, right. person, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know. That's the way it is with some of this other stuff as well. I mean, we never look at both sides.
4: Yeah. How
3: about Chartreuse? Anyone experienced the Mandela effect with Chartreuse? Chartreuse. Was, yeah.
1: So the color of Chartreuse. Yeah. What about it?
3: A large percentage of people. Uh huh think chartreuse is, is a reddish maroonish color. No, it's green. Correct. But there's a large population that thinks it's red.
2: Chartreuse? Yep.
3: Uh, I, I would say not.
1: it's men and they're colorblind. <laughs>
2: like T-dubs? <laughs> I am colorblind, so right, you yeah. got you hit the nail on the head there. So.
1: No, but chartreuse is like this baby poop green color, almost. Baby poop
2: green? Like
4: baby poop green. green. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like it's like um it's like oh, he didn't shit like, his pants. Like, he vomited like in his green pants, apple you
3: know? green, but it's like
1: <laughs> like uh, lime green with some brown in it. And then I, I have, don't want to like, talk
2: chartreuse. about. Are we really going to sit here and talk about poop? <laughs> uh, so Brian, let's get back to the
4: Higana the, the whole thing
2: with um unbelievable podcast ending was because you guys have some other things coming up like you're mm. you're all comedians, correct,
0: yes, that is correct. We're all comedians,
2: and so um, and you then, have other things go yeah,
0: ahead. I mean, I'm working on some projects myself, hopefully something comes out, but you know i've been you know i've been uh you know I've been doing double duty for for many years now, working on um different shows and the podcasts and you know other things at the same time i also make a lot of cartoons um one of my cartoons um is actually associated with the podcast it's called Illuminati Incorporated it's a cartoon you can see this cartoon on youtube it's a workplace comedy that takes place at Illuminati headquarters starring um a reptilian named Commander Dracor and his um hey. co-workers
1: so my so one of the guys had asked earlier to ask you about Russell Crowe and the Illuminati, I think. is what Right. It's now,
2: the, be, only because the episode, the one episode that Robert and I were actually listening to the oh, episode. Oh, oh okay. And it was
1: Robert that I think said Yeah,
2: and we were talking because um, somebody on your show said that Russell Crowe was Australian, and he's not. He's from New Zealand. Oh. And they thought he was from the Illuminati.
0: The
2: Illuminati. Naughty netty, whatever. thought
0: that? Um, well, I mean, I think just thinking Russell Crowe is from Australia when he's from New Zealand is just like a is just like a little mistake. I mean it's I think it's an easily uh an easily understandable misunderstanding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
2: well, I wasn't picking on that. I am just just saying that. You know, for me, you know, we were we were listening to the podcast and because Robert was from Australia, he's like, no, he's from New Zealand. You know, you know, stuff like that.
4: (laughs) And from Australia. Australia,
2: Right. So he's like, (laughs) but the whole thing about the Illuminati, you know, and and all that, we thought it was kind of weird that Russell Crowe was. But look at it because like uh, Madonna and, you know, all these other people that they say that are in this. And then, of course, you with. I'm With in the President Illuminati. Trump being uh, well, a lizard, a he's a reptilian. And... He is,
1: but that's what I believe. Wait, is that part of the Illuminati? They think Trump is a reptilian. <laughs> Wait, am I part? Am I in the Illuminati and I don't even know it? What?
4: <laughs> I I, 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 way, like,
0: I think the way the Illuminati ahead. works is the, is the reptilians control Illuminati members. Like they're in a different density, and they right. insert themselves through the. Uh, powerful people's chakras, and they control um, what they do. And um, so, like, you don't actually see the reptilians necessarily unless there's some kind of um, YouTube video glitch where their skin falls off for a second. But mostly the reptilians (laughs) exist in another dimension, and they are zapping into people and controlling what they do. And those people that they're controlling are put into power by those malevolent aliens and and they become the illuminati based on that but the real people no. in power are the reptilians and above them are the insectoids mantis aliens right so
2: so you did so you your podcast you did one on reptilians right
0: oh we covered reptilians a lot on this podcast
2: that's what I thought because I was just listening to your podcast today, and this was the one where you and Phoebe went undercover at a crystal store, and oh, yeah. you guys were talking that believed that she was a reptile or reptilian.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a and, that was great. We just initially just went in there. Um, we were gonna just you know see what talk to people in this crystal shop because it's kind of like a, a weird crystal shop in the village in New York City. We were like, let's go check it out and ask people questions and try to get people um off the record, right. you know, talking about things and this one and the person who worked there was said she was a reptilian and you know, we talked to her for a while.
2: Yeah, and it's like half the shit that she said, you you're like, uh uh because that's what I was doing, I was like, What the hell is she talking about? You know, it's yeah, like some of these words I've never even heard of before and I would oh have to God. sit there and write it all down and then go look it up.
1: <laughs> okay. Can I just take a brief moment, please? I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we, ha- so you guys, we've had something going on two towns over where there were two people killed. Uh, they've been looking for the, uh, gunman. Uh, I literally brought my children here because I'm terrified because they, the police have been out searching. Um, I, I have things that have been coming in to me this whole time. Apparently there may have been another person that has been killed. There's also apparently things that the, the gunmen have two more hostages that they're holding on to right now. Or gunmen or plural. Gunmen. Right. And I' am um, just can we just take a moment for these people and just please, everybody send white light to them to the, to the people that are being held hostage if they are indeed, please just send white light for this guy to be guy or guys to be captured because this is really terrifying right now. And I just know that there are so many families that are that are literally at at odds right now, and they're they're really having which a lot of care. Which town is this actually in? So it's it's there's two towns now. It's it's Williamson, which is my town, right. and there's also Sodus, which is the the town one over from that. So between those two towns, we have a lot going on. And if we could just take a moment, please, and just everybody, just send white light and love, please. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, your phone's blown you so up much. over there. I know. Too. And
1: that's literally what it is. It's so, thank you so much, you guys. Um. So I, last night, my, my bestie and I, who, who was in from AZ. So we were doing ritual last night and during the middle of ritual, uh, I, as I was, had my eyes closed, I kept seeing these cop cars coming up and around us and I was terrified and it was, so real Ted, I opened my eyes cause I thought they were there with us and I'm like, okay, they're not here. I closed my eyes again and all I could kept seeing was the light ricocheting off of the woods that we were near.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, it was terrifying. I, so I opened my eyes again and it, and nothing, I closed my eyes again and I had the same thing happening. The cop coming up around us and the light ricocheting and she's like, oh my God, that's terrifying. What is this about? I completely understand now.
2: All right. So
1: it's just the craziest stuff. So, Brian, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I'm just at, at odds with what's going on. So thank you, everybody, for, for appeasing me and mm. helping these families. I
0: appreciate mm.
4: it.
0: Yeah, that seems to be happening a lot lately. I think there's another uh, situation like that happening in um, Wisconsin right now where there was this, uh, a couple was murdered and then a 13-year-old kid is missing. Well, oh, my happened. God.
1: Well, with this one, uh, the the mother was killed right in front of her son Ugh. in the car with him. Wow. And uh, it's terrifying, to be honest. So his mother and father are killed, and he is alive and he is safe. Uh, but unfortunately, he witnessed his mother being murdered.
2: I'm really wondering what goes through these people's minds. I, I mean, don't
1: understand. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm, you... I'm trying not to cry.
2: Right but it's it's just it's just crazy it it's is just crazy you know yeah. and then we we're in, we're in uh um we sit and we think about all these other like strange mythical creatures and UFOs and aliens and stuff and like a, that, the, and I'm afraid the that they're things, all going to come down to kill us or, right, or put us. But we're doing humans. it to ourselves. Right?
1: We have <laughs> other humans to do it for us. We don't need to worry about the the outer limits kind of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll
2: <laughs> war of the worlds. We don't need that. We we, don't we've
0: got we our own situation. At home, humans you know? will
1: just do ourselves in, for God's sake.
0: <laughs> That's true. And a lot I of be people. Laughing, a lot of people say that we the aliens won't come until we stop doing this stuff
1: and i mean it would make sense to be honest right i mean the only ones that uh, that i think that would that wouldn't stop coming would be like the greys and the reptilians because i think they want one wants to study us and one wants to encourage it right that's how i feel personally um and then there's the other ones that i i know there's i, I don't know what to call them other than the blue people <laughs> um it's like the gods that have been that that they based gods on. The
2: only thing that I'm pissed about is the whole thing that, you know, the, we were told by some people that Bigfoot, you know, that the aliens brought Bigfoot down here to babysit us, and, and you know what, Bigfoot is a pretty shitty babysitter. Right. What is
3: he doing? We're, then? Right.
0: We're killing a, each other. So depends. Maybe he's just a I watcher. Know. Our, if you hired a babysitter and the baby, instead of, like, feeding your kid and playing with your kid, the babysitter just, like, hid in the backyard the whole time, I think you'd be pretty mad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but right. that's really true, though. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? Right. You're, you're not getting paid. Not for nothing, but there's a lot of blue people in history.
4: Yeah,
1: I mean, Krishna, who is one of the Hindu gods and the, and and...
3: A lot
2: of the Indian... The, yeah, the Eastern Indian, yeah. yeah. Egyptian they, they as well.
3: Egyptian, yeah. yeah. Osiris that, was blue.
1: Yes, and that's, and that's one of the things is that I, I learned, not because I knew anything about it, just because I say stuff to people and they're like, yeah, you didn't know that? Like I literally said, okay, well, I, um, because they showed that to me, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that and, and and the Egyptians were both coming from alien species. And that's that's the only way I knew is because well, they told me
2: and got that, that information. A, a lot yeah. of a lot of people, well, it's like John watches ancient aliens, and there's a lot of I people know, that do believe that. believe that through history that that's that's where we came from. Blues, In fact, yeah. I just posted one on the Facebook um, site at some point there that you know that they believe that we came from an ancient alien life form. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, I'm still I, 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 if that's true, here's here's my thought. Um, and Brian, please chime in. Here's my thought. It's like, okay, so maybe part of us or some of us were, mm-hmm. because there are things, and I've talked about this before, that when I look at certain people, I know what type of creature animal or animal right. they right. came from. Right, right. So maybe some of us just crawled out of the pond, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. as, a, as a fish, or some of us were, you know, any type of, you know, animal before we were actually human. Like we all right. developed you know, to be human after mm-hmm. a period of time. So maybe the aliens actually just came down and zapped the pond and we walked
4: out. I mean, who knows? That's
1: funny. Well, what are you? Do you know what you are? No. Do you know what I am? If you give me any stupid shit, I'm going to beat your ass in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Osiris is green? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I.
2: Blue is green, but. Yeah. yeah. But I'm colorblind. Right. So, so what, what do you think, Brian? What what's your idea? I mean, yeah. do you think that that we came from an alien race, or do you think we just evolved from, from the pond? Or? Uh,
1: and you have so much that I mean, your your podcast uh, over talks to a lot of people. Well,
2: two hundred and sixty episodes, I think 200, so 260 yeah. or something. Yeah, and I mean,
1: you you've had a lot of time to think about this stuff. I feel.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I. I uh, I went to Alien Con this uh, last year and I saw they did an Ancient Aliens panel where they where um, Eric Von Daniken and Giorgio Tsoukalos were there talking and I've never really bought into Ancient Aliens ever since I saw there's like a three hour documentary that debunks Ancient Aliens um for uh, the first uh, couple of seasons anyway and. I think Ancient Aliens has had like 20 seasons or something like that. Some ridiculous amount of seasons. And I just can't believe that there's that much ridiculous, um, ancient, uh, uh, undiscovered information out there that would justify 20 seasons of television, Um, especially after (laughs) the debunking stuff. However... I will say that just hearing Eric von Danegan and Giorgio Sucalus talk generally about the idea of this happening, um, it's believable. but the evidence the vast majority of evidence they presented is 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 mis, is misappropriated. it's it's not it's just not um, analyzed correctly. Like some of the things are are, are ignoring the culture of the time. Um, but I, there are vast swaths of history that are dark that, I mean, before 3300 BC, there wasn't even writing. So, and then before 10,000 BC, the last ice age, like we almost have no idea what was going on during that time other than fossils. And so, like, yeah, we know that 64 million years ago, there were big dinosaurs. We don't even really know what they look like. But if you ask some, if you ask somebody, like, what were human beings doing 300,000 years ago or whatever was on the planet then, um, no one really has an answer. And so right. it's not insane to think that some species from another planet influenced us. And it doesn't have to be like reptilians it could just be like a virus from a meteor landed on earth and changed things it doesn't have to be like these cognizant beings that did it so i think the answer is that nobody knows nobody can pretend to know and if you pretend to know you're probably lying Mm.
1: Hmm. interesting
0: yeah
2: it makes me think about all these archaeologists and all these people that, you know, have, well, dread right off the top of my head. The first thing I think about is like, I'm not doing this to start an argument on our show. So,
4: but think <laughs> about,
2: but think about just that simple disagreement of the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, as in. The story of the Bible, you know, the the stories that are within the Bible. It's like right. Where, where did it come from? Who actually wrote it? And blah blah blah. I mean,
1: and then and, and then what what was actually canonized and what, was, what not was not canonized? Yeah, exactly. What was see? And this is what we go back to, you guys. Humans wrote the Bible. Humans wrote yeah. the Bible.
2: Yeah. Not gods. Right. You know, but but that's not any different than like, um, and, and I talked to a um a witch, um, not too long ago that her it belief no it wasn't you <laughs> that um her belief was that um Jesus wasn't necessarily God's son, but he was a great um a great thinker. He was very knowledgeable. She actually said that he was kind of more like um Albert Einstein where he was a genius and he oh, just you know had these the gift hey, of knowledge, right. you know.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: he wasn't really a prophet or anything like that or um God's son, he was just somebody that had a lot of knowledge and yeah. very well educated.
1: Interesting. That's an interesting plan. So, I mean, but,
2: but I've heard different things. I mean we right, all do, we do growing up and
1: I mean you know, I, I faith use change it, and, I use I think about I think about the Bible like it's a history book. I mean I don't know what everybody else does. This is me personally.
2: Do not crucify that's what I said. Me. I wasn't Listen, don't burn
1: <laughs> any witches at the stake.
2: Yeah, well that's why <laughs> I said I'm not doing this to start an argument, but yeah. I mean, I, I had uh, an argument twenty years ago with somebody about uh, my opinion of the Bible was you take from the Bible what you need for yourself. Okay. I agree. So here you go. So is mm-hmm. it just a book?
1: But you also can turn is that it, one that one little peace to whatever you want. I've heard I've heard no, so many been, sermons. Oh. I've heard I've heard one sermon from several different priests, pastors.
2: It's all different.
1: It's, it's always different. It is always different. Yeah. They have their own little slant to the same story, parable. Right. Um whatever.
2: Well I got And that's <laughs>
1: the difficult part. And
2: I and I'm gonna say it because I really got my ass reamed down for it. I called the book or the bible a book. a book, and it, and I it also called it I said, look at it this way. it's kind of like a handwritten comic book. it doesn't have comics, but it's a book <laughs> <You're> so, <funny. laughs> so yeah, so I got my ass shoot out for that, sorry, right, but right, right, it's, right. it's what I said, and I I, and like, I'll, can own you it. I'll own it take a little on
1: this side,
2: <laughs> but I mean, think about it this way. it's the same with like the aliens and the bigfoots and the or big feet as we say here, and then the,
4: <laughs> the big feet. And, uh, lot you know, things. the,
2: the Rugaroo and the, you know, uh, Pig man and all these other creatures. It's like, you know, the stories, even with with people writing their own books about this stuff. And it's a part of my lecture that I do. I say in every story, there's an ounce of truth. There's right. always a little bit of truth in there.
1: Well, it's also like so, when, when you say I'm kidding, there's always a little, a little truth. bit of truth. So, so I'm yeah, kidding.
2: exactly. So, you know, whether you believe in the gray aliens or Bigfoot being our babysitter or... Um whatever at this point, just remember that no and no matter what it is that's said, there's always an ounce of truth somewhere in there. And right. you know, that, it's for you I to figure it out. And the truth that. could be different for you to me. I mean right. it, you know, all of that could be. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to, to the Unbelievable podcast because their episodes they covered and not just like one episode, I mean they would do like three episodes. Um on a certain subject, and oh, they cool. would go through this i mean the shows um, i want to say brian each each show was what an hour hour and a half i can't remember
0: i mean as the as time went on it uh they got longer and then we tried to shorten them yeah. but in general it's, uh but somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half,
2: right, so they would have that so it would mm-hmm. actually be a three episode uh subject. And it was you know, it's just phenomenal the way that it worked for them. I mean nice. like for us, we don't. It's like we know we're an hour and fifty minutes and you know, we we talk, we joke, we say whatever we want. We and,
4: bullshit.
2: Yeah, exactly. And um but we never do a continuous, you know, show like they do. And I find that amazing that's that a, they can bring really it cool. right back and just do it. So mm-hmm. um those I, I, I'm thinking that Brian and, and and those guys they actually study
4: what they're doing
2: where we don't study anything. We just, you
0: know. Yeah, there's the a lot of research that goes into those episodes. And uh, we started doing the multi-part series um, just a couple of years ago. I really feel like it's when the podcast hit its stride, when we were able to zoom in on stuff. When we first started the podcast, we felt like we needed to, first of all, we were doing something which was crazy, which is doing a brand new topic each week, Which from a which from a research perspective is like, almost unthinkable at this point so what we would do when we first started is we would we felt a pressure to say everything that everybody knows about a topic so like if we covered um the mothman then we and we did an episode on the mothman we're like okay we have to say every single thing that everyone says about the mothman or else people are going to be mad that we left something out and um it wasn't quite as fun to do it that way. And then once we started hitting our stride and doing multi-part series on topics, even though we spent more time on something, we actually wound up covering less material because we would really zoom in on things and focus on very specific topics. Like for example, we did a, I think it's five episodes or something. Maybe it's less. Three to five episodes on Fire in the Sky, um, which is the Travis Walton abduction Check. that the movie was about. And we felt like the funniest thing about or the most the most interesting thing we found about uh, Travis Walton's experience was that when they got abducted and as the years went on, they they all agreed that an alien spaceship came and abducted Travis Walton. They all agreed. All the guys that saw it happen agreed that. But they could not agree that one of the guys they were with, Steve, was crying. Steve says he wasn't crying. Other people say he was crying. And so we did an entire episode investigating whether or not Steve cried when Travis Walton got abducted based on interviews with these guys. And we covered, so we started covering topics. That, whereas um, if you wanted to hear everything that ever was ever said about Fire in the Sky, there's like ten other podcasts that will do that for you. You know, even just listen to Coast to Coast AM if you wanted to hear it from Travis Walton. Um, But we we like to investigate much more specific topics. Um, We we pick a topic like Fire in the Sky, and then we zoom in on like very specific things. Oh,
2: that's cool, though. They did. They they do. And that's what made the show, I think, uh, more appealing for me was because they didn't let it go. And I love the bantering between all of them, though, too. I love that whole... <laughs>
1: Dynamic? Everything.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, they're really good about it. And you couldn't help but listen. And you didn't want to turn it off. It's like there was plenty of times that I could have just shut it off. No, I sat in my truck for the last, you know, half hour in the yes. truck listening to it. Yes. and. You know, it's uh, it was just one of those podcasts that I just love listening to. It's nothing like us. I mean, mm-hmm. the only thing that we have in common with them is that we talk about the paranormal or um, strange things and we swear, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. I'm... You know, but
4: I mean, so are you
1: saying we're not funny?
2: No, okay, we are a little bit funny. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm fun, fun, and you're e. funny looking. I mean, Ooh. funny. <laughs> um, we already
1: know because of last week that I'm funny. <laughs> right?
2: Oh yeah. Here we go.
1: <laughs> Just kidding. Now no, the whole I thing am. was
2: uh, what I found interesting. Like you guys, I, I think it was the one about the Rugeru, where you guys had actually played parts of the movie for the Rugeru, and mm-hmm. um, you guys were ripping apart how bad the actors were. It was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> and um.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it yet? is about paranormal, cryptid movies. I mean, it just seems like every time there's a movie that's about a real monster or a real alien, they just can't get it together in terms of the cast.
4: And, it's
2: not, even, and it's not even B-rated material. It's like C. It's like even worse than B-rate. I mean, it's, it's yeah.
0: terrible. My you favorite know? episode that we and, did regarding a topic like that was um, we did an episode on the Kentucky Goblins. And there was a made-for-TV movie um, about the incident in Kentucky where in Hopkinsville when these goblins came and attacked this family in their farmhouse. And that was by far the worst acted thing I've ever – and written thing I've ever seen. And um, we covered that. That's maybe my, one of my favorite. It might be my favorite. I'm not sure. No, Mel's Hold my favorite episode. I think Kentucky Goblin is a close second.
2: But they, they—it's it, like uh, with Phoebe too. It's like one of my favorite episodes was where um, there was this woman. She had her daughter, and she could see the 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 Rougarou in the trees, and you know they were out there, and she could see them, and and the daughter was scared to death, and yet she still made her daughter stand there, and these guys were ripping her apart. And it's like. <laughs>
4: You're I'd be like, like are you high? fucking crazy? Girl, like, and even
2: he, was, he was like, just fucking go in the house, you know? Why? Right. Like, <laughs> Get your
4: child away from it. <laughs> what the frick?
2: You know, so, I mean, the way they did, I mean, they, they obviously did a lot of work to make this podcast go. Like yeah. us, we're, we don't, it's not that we're lazy. I mean, lazy. Just, we're I'm not. I do 20 <laughs> things all the time, and you're a mom with kids, and,
4: yeah. you know, no, we, we, do are the, not we do the best
2: we can, you right. know, but um, there, a lot of the subjects, like for me, being a paranormal investigator for 30-something years, a lot of this stuff I've learned, you know, especially right. the ghost stuff and the spirits mm-hmm. and all that oh, other geez. stuff, but like the Bigfoot, I've just recently started getting into the past couple of years, and, you know, we had talked about Mothman, where we wanted to go do that. We talked right. about going over to London and doing the Jack the Ripper thing. We talked about,
4: I'm you doing know, it. there's, there's, just, there's there.
2: just so much that we want to do. So a lot of mm-hmm. it is like our hopes, our dreams, what we'd like to do, so on and so forth. And we just,
4: don't,
2: we just don't put as much into it as the Unbelievable Podcast did with Brian and those guys. And, mm-hmm. and I just have to commend you, Brian, and your team, that you guys had one of the best podcasts that I've ever listened to. And
0: I...
1: So, yeah, are I what are you going to be doing this. What are you going to be doing after this, Brian?
0: Well, first I'm going, the- <laughs> <And> <laughs> then, uh, that, I'm going to take a vacation. And then uh I'm going to take a vacation. And then after that, I am I write for some TV shows and I am working on some personal projects that hopefully come to fruition. But yeah, I mean it's just it's um well, Phoebe and I—you know—Phoebe is um, a recurring character on a TBS show, and she's uh, had some success over the last couple of years. And I've gotten a lot of work in uh, LA over the last few years, and just our careers are had made it. It became—it got to a point where we couldn't um, do these the show every week anymore, and we were becoming really inconsistent with putting it out. And we just decided. Um, you know, rather than have it like go out with a whimper, we were going to choose to end it as opposed to being forced to based on right. lack of time. Hi, Ernie. Well,
2: I want to I want to say that, you know, um, I in fact, one of the one of my other things that I really like about their show is at the end, mm-hmm. they would do the credits and they would. I mean, I'm guessing they were Twitter followers or something because some of the names were just outrageous. But he would go through and as quickly as he could saw all these people's names at the end. It uh-huh. was it, it was a, to me, it was a professional show. It really? wasn't like our show. You right.
4: professional. I mean, we're
2: not professional at all.
1: <laughs> we're um, amateurs, really.
2: Yeah. And so it's.
1: So what we need, Brian, is you to come here and help us out. That's <laughs> what we're saying.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> I like our show the way it is. Damn it.
1: I love our show. Um
2: I just, I, I just, I'm, I'm so sad that it's, that I didn't get to be, didn't get to hear it earlier than, you know, yeah. where I did. Because I have to come in here and pray to you guys about the yes, Unbelievable Podcast all the time.
1: Yes, oh my gosh. And, and I tried to make them listen you, to it
2: and they wouldn't listen to it.
4: They it's were too not busy. that I
1: wouldn't listen yeah. to it, I really wanted to listen. I just never had the, the time.
4: time. I know. I mean, it's I not
1: like I'm doing a couple businesses of my own and have children and. <laughs>
2: Yeah, try. And, mm-hmm. I, hey, don't I know?
1: You you have children too now?
2: No, no, I'm not talking about. Chi-
1: <laughs>
2: they're invisible hey, children. Is your Fergie? Yeah, they're invisible. One is Tommy. The other one's Frances- Francesca. I can't even say her Wait, name. Wait,
1: who are you talking about?
2: Nothing. I just never mind. Okay. <laughs> Blind Talk Radio
0: just came back.
1: I was so confused for a
0: minute there. Yeah, are. mm-hmm. Um <laughs> <You mean> me? <laughs> I P- say P- I, P- I, really appreciate, I really appreciate the kind words, and I'm also sad that it's ending, and I'm glad you brought up all the names at the end because that really is um, what I feel made my podcast special was it really fostered a community of people who uh, all share an interest in the paranormal, and um, they yeah. call themselves the un- Believers, and um, they as as the show went on, they just contributed so much to the creation of it. Like I I couldn't have done it by myself. Me and Phoebe couldn't have done it by ourselves. The unbelievers just stepped up, and they would just help us every step of the way. And in fact, I think um, a few of the unbelievers are getting together and starting their own podcast called the Unbeliever Podcast to continue to make that community continue on. That's awesome. That's amazing. Oh, and
2: you know what? They even have a book. Some of their 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 followers had created a book for them, um, for the tournament of aliens, wasn't it, or something like that. I mean, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah.
0: an incredible. Yeah. it's tournament of aliens visual guide, and it's basically got a breakdown of almost every single thing we've covered, um, on the podcast. I I like to think of it like a yearbook, for the podcast because it's just like a great, re- it's like a great recap of everything that. We uh, we have covered, and I'm actually holding it in my hand right now.
1: That's amazing. My, so and, how do people do it?
0: It's available on Amazon for 10 bucks.
1: And what is the name of it? Go ahead and, and, and you do just it into
0: Amazon. If you just go into Amazon and you search for the Unbelievable Podcast, then this book mm-hmm. should pop up along mm-hmm. with another one. Um, someone made an Unbelievable Podcast fan fiction comic book called Lizard Mania. About the lizard man and um uh it, it's great uh I don't have anything to do with it really it's uh I didn't put it up there or anything, so I don't have any like um, uh if anything goes wrong or it's taken down or something i have nothing I have no control <laughs> over that but
2: <laughs> yeah, we get
0: it that's amazing, but yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so there's two episodes left after seven years. Yeah,
2: so you guys had like over eight thousand, like just your Facebook was what like eight thousand or eighty three hundred followers, I think. You got you had a big following for your podcast. I mean, we're only on episode ninety eight here, so it's not like we're Mm -hmm. we're we're a little over a year and a half, I think. Now we'll be two years in January. Right.
0: Yeah. Wow! Congratulations.
2: That's a big. Yeah, I would imagine
0: most. I would imagine most shows end before a year hits.
2: Yeah. Oh. Well, I think it's because we're, we're like, a lot of our guests say that we're just, we're down to earth, we're just fun, and uh, mm-hmm. we don't drill them for anything either, you know what I mean? We don't, uh, we're not, like, real radio talk show hosts, you know, we're just... <laughs> I don't know how else to we're say it. Real I mean, we're just ones. we're we're weird. I mean, we're just we're not we norm. We're not the norm. I mean, we're not right. uh Yeah,
1: which is fan fucking tastic. Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> I like our show the way it is, and that's I keep saying yeah. it, and 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 it's proof by the people that post. You know, like mm-hmm. a, our guests post and 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 say, hey, we love the show. They were great, blah blah blah, and that's that's yeah. all we need. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but. I'm still, I'm still Great. sad.
0: Are you guys? Are you guys located? You guys are in Rochester.
2: Actually,
1: we're, um, we're right outside of Rochester. Right, yeah, but our well, studio is right outside of Rochester. But yes, this, in is, this is where yep. we cover.
2: Yep, and but we're we're the only paranormal um, radio podcast, video cast that, we are aware that, of that we're aware area. of in this area. Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: Oh, I've yep. I've been to Rochester a few times. I did a. There was like there used to be a comedy festival in Rochester uh, about five years ago or something like that that I did. And it was one of the best crowds that I've uh, ever performed in front of. It was I forgot what oh, it was called, oh. but there was a comedy festival in Rochester. Uh, yeah, it was great. I don't think <laughs> it exists anymore.
1: I was gonna say I don't even remember knowing about that really.
2: Whoops. Yeah. I, I would have
1: loved to have known about that. I would have been there and I would have been laughing my ass off for you, Brian. <laughs>
0: uh, that would have been great. Um, I
2: it's like um, we we do some other different types of um, interviews and stuff. Like you don't have a lot of actual live interviews. Yours is is uh, like like that's the only thing that's different from them to us as well as like they don't do interviews like this with people. Oh, you okay. only had a few of those, I think though, right? Brian. There was only a couple we, of those.
0: We used to do them a lot more often. Um, we got to a point where we were doing um three non interview episodes and then one interview episode a month roughly, and then we slowly uh got away from that, uh, especially when we started doing multi part series. um but there were occasional right. times when we felt like an interview was warranted, and I think um the few interviews we did, I really enjoyed doing um we interviewed a really eccentric channeler who channels um an alien race called the Yayel and he oh, puts on this really
1: lovely...
0: you know about the Yayel uh,
1: Okay so Mike who was on here earlier talking uh we were talking about Yayel over the weekend Really I'm not even kidding you I'm not even kidding you it's crazy that it's coming up again.
0: Like, yeah, well, I'm we freaked out the guy, <laughs> and uh, we had a, there was a there was a, really, there was a really funny moment in that interview that I I you I generally I if some, if I find what someone's doing funny and like I don't think you can listen to this person talk and not think it's funny just based on how he sounds because he's got a, an absolute when he talks with a yael. It's an absolute ridiculous voice. I can try to do an impression. It's like, we are here. Please We do. are the and, uh, we are here, and we are here to talk to you in this time and space. And it's like insane. And um, I asked him. I asked him uh, if they eat anything, and they said that they don't eat. And then they said that they one time they tried human food, and I said <sighs> what what human food did you try? And there was a long pause. And he said, a leaf. And I lost it. And that was the first time. That was the first time I ever lost it on an interview. Usually I'm just, I couldn't believe he said, <laughs> a leaf. and then no, I was, and then no. I started questioning about the leaf. I was like, just one leaf. Like how many of you are on a ship? And he's like, thousands. And I was like, so just a leaf? And then he's like, well, we don't need to eat. So we just take little bites, basically.
4: Oh,
1: my God. Well, yeah. Ryan Russell, or Russell Ryan, I don't know why I'm changing your name, Russell. I'm sorry. He literally wrote, we are the Yael, a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that was, was hysterical because you know, he had put that on there before you had said it. So it was funny.
0: Um, We do more serious interviews. We interviewed a marine biologist who um, talks about uh, jellyfish and how in 50 to 100 years, there's actually going to be more jellyfish in the ocean than regular fish, which is just the way it's going to be because of uh, the way the Earth is changing. Um, Mm. And that's a more interesting, like, scientific interview. So it's not all, like, um, wackos, but uh, I I actually... (laughs) And then, of course, there was the as I mentioned earlier, there were those interviews we did with this guy, Bill's Buster, which um I really enjoyed uh yeah, but mostly we started to do multi part series where we would do our own investigations, and we'd do interviews if we were doing we did like only like a handful of undercover episodes where we would go to a place and secretly record what was happening, um which may or may not be legal, but we did it anyway, legal. and um
4: it was like
2: the episode i was listening to on the way here he was like okay so so all you guys you know just just don't tell anybody and 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 because we don't know (laughs) you know you're supposed to tell him you're recording him just just don't tell anybody outside this blah 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 um but i have to tell you a story that the one day that i went fishing actually took time out for myself this year okay i went fishing I actually put on the unbelievable podcast
1: mm-hmm. and all the fish jumped into your into your no oh darn okay go ahead go and go we ahead.
2: were talking they were talking about um i don't remember which one it was from coast to coast but um they were talking about a time machine or something that somebody had made and i had to drop my fishing pole i had to stop fishing because I was rolling around on the ground laughing no shit I was laughing my ass <laughs> off I couldn't fish anymore because the, I think it was George Nori that interviewed this guy and they were like playing clips back and forth about this whole thing and um yeah. do you remember the do you remember the episode yeah, was, and, and i was dying I was completely dying cuz even cuz uh, George is like yes guy and then all of a sudden <laughs> Brian's like what the
0: fuck <laughs> No, that was yes, uh, that's in the, uh, have a on our website on on bluealpodcast.com we have like a best of page and it has like five episodes because out of you know there's 265 episodes or whatever and a lot of times if you're just getting into the podcast you don't know where to start and it's like well do I start I you don't want to start from episode 265 because then you won't really um, understand a lot of the things we're talking about, especially if you go into the Tournament of Aliens, and people don't like right. to feel like they're out of the loop, so they start from episode like, 130 and listen forward, and um, a lot of people find that overwhelming, so we just listed like the five or six what we consider best episodes that we have, and the episode that you're mentioning is one of them. It's Steve Gibbs' Time Machine. Um, and it was this guy gift? that called in. It was actually Art Bell, not George Norrie, but it was uh, a coast to coast episode. It was a coast to coast episode yeah. where this guy called in and uh, he claimed he built a time machine. And then it just unraveled. It wound up he like he like lives in his mom's basement and uh, he yeah, because, because
2: uh, he might sell these. Was going to make them to sell yeah. them and. And all, I mean, I am like on the ground laughing my ass
0: off oh going, give God. me a fucking break.
1: <laughs> my God, so funny.
0: This guy was So he was making up so much stuff like Art Bell at one point asked him, like, so out of all the people who time travel using your time machine, what time do you feel like most people like the most to travel to? And he thought about it for a while. And he's like, um, I guess the 1500s. And and then Art Bell's like, what? Why the 1500s? And he's like, you know, because it was just cleaner and uh, everyone was nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what are you talking about? Cleaner. <laughs> and it's like, no, everyone was mean. And then he said that it was like people were at a higher consciousness in the 1500s. And it's like, you mean when, like, people were stabbing each other with swords? That's when we were at a higher consciousness? <laughs>
4: When
1: they didn't take showers?
0: Yeah, they didn't know yeah. when... And they? Yeah, yeah, they didn't
2: know how to wash their hands. They, you know, they... When they, the
1: plague was happening?
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they wore the oh, same sure underwear and, you know, for, for weeks and months. and Oh, yeah. Jason if they Lee were Anderson
1: anything. said the air was cleaner
0: back then.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah that's I mean, what the guys...
0: probably yeah. their no factories yet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just... Well, then we, we uh we said like yeah if the air is cleaner back then, then why don't you just go back to before the Industrial Revolution? At least it's like a little bit more progressed than the fifteen hundreds. Even if you just went back right. to eighteen eighty, you know, the air was cleaner. Why the fifteen right. hundreds? The question.
1: Um, let's see. Uh Kristen said wasn't it a Corvette he was traveling with? A
0: Corvette, was a of- wasn't it a Here's the thing about this guy was, um, I don't know if you guys, have you guys ever interviewed Joshua P. Warren? I don't No, so. I don't
2: think so. Nope.
0: So it's a guy based out of, um, uh, Cape Fear. Um, and he created something called the Wishing Machine, which is this thing where you like have to rub a plate and then when you feel it stick, then you can make a wish. And, um, we had, we talk about him sometimes, but, um, The weirdest thing was when we did this Stephen Gibbs uh, episode, we had already known about Joshua Warren's wishing machine. And Stephen Gibbs had his time travel machine um, a decade earlier. And it was the same thing. And so it was a very strange coincidence. We even have them both. uh, We even have sound clips of them both saying, like, rub the plate and then feel it stick. Um, so it. I don't know. It's, it seems to me like we uncovered that was a bit of like independent journalism investigation, investigative journalism, oh. where we figured out like where Joshua got his idea for the wishing machine. Um, oh, my God. So crazy. Well, it
1: was just.
2: Yeah. And it's just funny that every time he brings something up, somebody else is, is like one of their fans. Uh, he brings up like rubbing a plate. You know, it's funny because they know exactly what he's talking about because they were so dedicated or they still are. They're so dedicated to that show. And it's one of those shows that once you start listening, you just
1: want to keep listening. Yeah, Jason, Jason says, Jason Lee, don't forget all the sad orphans who bought his machine.
0: Right. Yeah. So um, on further questioning, Art Bell was like, because people, they go time traveling and then they don't come back. You know, they go to a different time. And Art Bell was like, well, if people are time traveling with your machine, like they purchase your machine, wouldn't there be a lot of, like, missing persons reports? Wouldn't the police be involved at this yeah. point? Yeah. Like, how many people have bought your machines and disappeared? And he said something which was also kind of funny. He's either like, how many people have disappeared with your machine? And he's like... Uh, I don't know, like 30 or 37, like some weird range. You didn't say like 30 right. or 40. He I, was like 30 or 37. And um, to explain why there weren't any missing persons reports, he was like, well, a lot of the people who bought the machines were orphans, and so nobody wanted to look for them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were the homeless. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Robert,
2: here's our, here's our, our Australian friend, of course. The plate may have had balls of potatoes still attached.
3: <laughs> what? What? That's Robert.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh, Robert!
1: I don't understand it.
2: Oh my gosh! These...
1: Latin talk radio again?
2: Yeah, pretty Maybe. much. Maybe. Um. The now the podcast. You said, so it's what, seven seven years? It was seven years you guys did this, right? Seven or eight. You said 2012, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it started that's at the beginning lo- of 2012. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that's a long time to run a podcast. I mean, I've never even heard of one being that long.
1: I, I mean, that's almost seven years. Just about so it It'll be seven years soon. Yeah.
2: yeah it, it's nice. You've even said, Brian, that your success to this show was because of the people that you know, listened and supported you and stuff like that, and that's what we have is like mm-hmm. the people that, like Robert. I mean, he just keeps coming back. It's like he can't get enough of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, that's yeah. what that's why you do it. You know, I mean, it's. uh I definitely wouldn't have gone seven years if if people didn't want the show, or if I mean, right. it was them and that kept me going. They all loved it so much, and they and they and the, uh, this community was established and. Um, without them, I certainly wouldn't have continued for seven years.
2: Yeah, I just, I I don't know. I got turned on to it, and I loved it, and I still listen to all of them. I had to go back and start listening to the old I'm to
1: go and listen and to the top. You told me that I,
2: months ago that you were going to listen to this.
1: I, dude.
4: Dude. I can't even
1: listen to ours. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I start listening to, like, from – when I get home, I get to listen to like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then I have to and then I don't go back to it.
2: Mm. Yeah. So you don't have that hour drive. So I get to listen to the whole thing. I know, you can listen to I the
4: whole home. thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you
2: do you find that you do that as well, Brian, that
0: you listen to your show? Um, I certainly listen. I listen to my show um if when I listen to it, I usually listen to it immediately after it's recorded. Like I'll I I just like especially if it's if I felt like the episode was particularly good, then I will do the episode and I'm like I want to listen to that because I kind I liked it and then um you know I listen to it and uh, uh yeah I I I usually uh get through the whole thing.
2: Do you so, now now do you rehearse the beginning of the show when you do that whole? Well, um, but unlearn everything that you know, do you, do you rehearse that or like timing? Uh Like, you know, it's like, what? You don't, don't you just do it.
0: it. I write it down and I have a general, because I've done it so many times, I have a general idea of how long it's going to last. But uh, as people have seen, especially lately, that sometimes it doesn't work out.
2: Yeah. I've heard a couple of your blurps or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's like, ah, (laughs) You know,
1: yes, we, Kristen's been a, a fan for a long time too. She wanted to make sure you you said that.
4: Yeah.
1: Yes.
2: And now they went back oh, to the Mandela <laughs> effect again here in the well. It's
4: just
1: since so many people did this stuff, Mandela effect was caused by this guy's time machine. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and R- Russell Ryan says, now this Eric, this makes sense.
2: <laughs> well, we have some great fans that just love the, the, yeah, the topic. Really and when I said that I wanted to do um, this interview with you, it, it was amazing that a lot of these people were just like, you know what? Let's, why not? That's what Ted listens to. Let's listen to what he listens to. And it's it, it came about that way. And I was really excited about it. And I'm yeah. glad you came, Ryan. It's been a pleasure having you here.
4: Oh, absolutely. absolutely, me too. Great.
2: I mean, I know we're not like what you're used to, because you know, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, how
1: do you know what he's used
2: to? I'm not. I don't. That's it. I mean, we're not comedians or anything. We're not, you know.
1: <laughs> well, I am.
0: I don't. I mean, you guys, hug. you guys, you guys are welcoming and friendly and funny and kind. And also, uh, if I would describe the interview in one word, and this is a hyphenated word, I would say pressure-free, which is a good place to be, I think. Perfect. Thank you
1: so much. I appreciate that. And I know Ted does, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because in the beginning, I'll be honest with you, Brian, because in the beginning, we took on a lot. It was a struggle because we had a lot of people. And I don't know if you found this with your podcast. That certain people would just come on, and we call them trolls, and they just come on yeah. and they yeah. tear you apart and...
1: and and so I think that's one thing that to 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 your ben, to your uh, to, give you kudos, me on the yeah. to give you kudos to give you kudos. You were really worried about those people saying negative mm-hmm. things about us, and I said mm-hmm. fuck them, mm-hmm. Literally, bench into that because, well, I mean, if we do, it'll just bring more people in, number one, because they'll be like, well, what are they doing?
2: Right. And that's why I think I had let that go at that point because, yeah, because now it's been like, you know, and I, I would come in from time to time and say, oh, we got another bad review or we got yeah, whatever. But but and you
1: were focusing on that. And I'm like, yeah. yeah and and you know what? And,
2: it, and then it came down to, you know what? I can't. But right. that's part of who I am is like I've always cared about what other people thought, you know, especially with something like this. <laughs> Kristen who just
1: said she loves the movie Trolls. <laughs> oh my god, Kristen, you crack me up.
2: Oh my goodness. But Oh it's like, Robert
1: said hot trolls must be the ones that are set on fire.
2: <laughs> god, this guy is too funny. Um but yeah, it's like I we found that in the beginning of our show we had a lot of that. And then I was just wondering if you did too.
0: Did you have a lot of negative feedback in the beginning? Um I hope I, I'm glad to say it wasn't a lot, but certainly um negative feedback, one star reviews on iTunes. And the interesting thing about that is you could get I could get like ten five star reviews on iTunes and they're all saying glowing things. And then there'll be one one star review and I will put so much weight on that one, one star review and totally ignore the fact that I got 10, five star reviews. It's really crazy right. how the right. negative outweighs the positive And it mm-hmm. really is just a matter of shifting your focus. It's you right. Right. give it the amount that it deserves. It's, it was one out of 10, you know, and, and you yeah. want to give, mm-hmm. you give the positive just as much attention.
1: Right. right, that's right. exactly, and well, that's what and I was trying to have him focus on. Right,
2: so that's that's where things changed, you know, down he the line said, a little bit, a and it was, up. yeah, and it and it wasn't like there was a lot. I think there was like three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but we you had,
1: focused on that. Yeah, and, but and we it had like you down. so
2: many like great reviews, yeah. and so many people that just keep coming back over and over and over
4: again. Yeah,
1: See, Robert said he obsesses on the dark vote rather than the than the good. Shut I up, agree. Robert. Yes, Robert. He was, and we had to trust this on more than one occasion in the show, even.
2: Yeah. Well, Robert, Robert and I have been in this whole long, like, past few days talking, maybe even over a week. We've, we're kind of Doctor Who buddies now. Oh, okay. So, well,
1: Robert and I are Pokemon Go buddies. So oh, whatever. Poke, Pokemon Go, gift me,
2: please, Robert. Yeah, <laughs> But, I'll give well, you a Brian, we don't want to keep you any longer, but it's been such a pleasure having what, what you, you here. Tell and us
1: what you have coming up that people can
2: tune in, that we can If there's something that we can... You
0: can list your social medias, I mean, tell anything. How they uh, you. Well, you know, even though the podcast is ending, there's still... The episodes are still good. They're timeless episodes, more or less. Um, so... I, I would say go to unbelievablepodcast.com or find us on iTunes or Spreaker or Stitcher um, or Facebook. You can go to the Unbelievable Podcast on Facebook. And if uh, you want something that's more recent, then follow the Unbelievers Podcast, which is coming out, I think, next month. It'll just keep expanding upon this community, which I think is really special, and uh, it's a fun thing to be a part of. So... I would say that.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, I, I just, I, like I said, I'm going to continue listening to all the older episodes until they're done. You know, it's, this is sad because it's like I used to love watching, like, all those Star Trek movies and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. and then, Or, or yeah. a certain series. And then you get to the end and you're like, son of a bitch, what do you mean it's done?
4: <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's
2: like, yeah.
0: that sucks.
2: You yeah. know, so. But, yeah. yeah. So well, I'm this- glad that something going to be
0: Thing you know, doing all it, the, you know, the thing I said to all the unbelievers when it was ending was, um, you know, just because the podcast is ending doesn't mean Phoebe and I are like retiring from comedy or whatever. Um, so there are things we're working on. There are just things we can't necessarily talk about and uh, right. or jinx honestly. Um, That's
4: so right. So you I'll your spells. Yeah. Never speak about your, your spells
1: they're hatched.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm kind of hoping that that, it, that you have the phone number here now that never changes. You're always welcome to pop yeah, in and pop say in hi. Yeah, pop in if you want. And um, That would be fun. You know, you're always welcome. When you can when great. you can
1: tell us about some of the things that you have coming up, hey, pop
4: on.
2: Yeah, we we used to have stitches on here and pop in. We haven't yeah. heard from him in a long time, but yeah. he is coming back but on the show um in a month. So yeah. there's um there's a few that will call in from time to time to say hi and so on and so forth. So please make sure that you do. Um, I think you've gained a few new friends here on uh, mm-hmm. Talk Radio. And, and uh,
1: Russell Ryan says, you guys here, check out the Unbelievable Podcast Network group. We would, all, we would love to have you all. Yeah. Aw, thanks, guys. That's really nice.
2: Very sweet. Really, Robert? Did what you is- see what? You- well, if you think about it, the balls are Time Lord technology bigger on the inside <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my god. oh my god he cracked me up so oh my much.
0: god see what we have to put up with brian i know it's it's that's really unbelievable
2: <laughs> <laughs> well we really certainly hope you had a great time and i know that cindy and i love talking to you and it was just i i'm so sad it's going away but at the same time
1: Excited you know, for you and excited. your new endeavor. Yeah,
0: exactly. I wish
1: you well on all your stuff that you cannot mention yet, and I hope you have success there.
0: <laughs> yes, my friend. I agree. I've, I really appreciate and I uh, hope you uh, have much success with your the next two years of your show. Thank oh,
4: you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So
0: you're, you're
2: episode 98.
4: Yeah. Right?
2: Is that where we are? 98. Hey, there
0: we go. Episode 98.
1: Yes, I believe so, because yeah.
2: we have two more before the 100th. We- yeah, so our 100th. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be a decent show. That'll be fun. Yeah. So, All right, Brian. Well, everybody that uh, joined us here on Prayer Talk Radio tonight. Thank you so um, much. Especially on Facebook Live. Um, we love doing it on Facebook Live for you guys, so that you can see who we are and how goofy we look and, you know, Cindy drooling once in a while in blonde moments. And, and Wait
1: a second. I'm not the only one that has blonde moments. <laughs> <laughs> what
3: was that, John? I'm still invisible. You're still invisible.
1: Invisible John. We love him.
2: <laughs> yep. So, as remember, folks, wherever there is darkness, there's always Delight. the light.
3: Paratalk Radio is solely funded by donations, sponsors, and benefactors. If you would like to contribute to keep Paratalk Radio and Paratalk Radio on the road broadcasting, please visit our website at paratalkradio.com and click on the GoFundMe link.
2: Thank you to the following contributors: Dave Batista,
1: Chant Nielsen,
2: Sheila Oslander,
1: Rebecca Bruno,
2: Chanel Fletcher,
1: T.B. Keller,
2: J.C. Fry,
1: Steve Barry,
2: Doug Olson,
1: Noah Almakinder,
2: and Charlene and Matthew Kraft,
1: and Carrie Feebree, aka Phoebe.
2: Feeb. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. But don't forget, wherever there is darkness, there's always delights.
3: Delights. (laughs) You've been listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Catch us next Monday when we will bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you to
2: our guests. Our sponsors in Jay Wolf Productions. Be safe, be good, and remember, wherever there is darkness, there is always the light. I see, I see, I see.
1: Come on, I can't let like you. You put me on Echo
3: It's actually called Reverb that
1: Reverb.
3: Echoes with Delay
1: Yeah, right, true, 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 true
3: <laughs> So who remembers Nelson Mandela Dying in prison
1: Uh, nope
3: no Lots of people do <laughs> We just had this discussion Out on the loading dock
1: Really?
3: He didn't die in prison.
1: He didn't. No, he
3: didn't. But that's what the Mandela effect is all about. Large percentage of the population remembers him dying in prison. They remember the riots in Johannesburg. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's
1: my little escape.
3: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
3: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs)